0: Hi everyone, welcome to episode two of our Owners Hour, season two of Law Clarified. Today we're going to focus on contracts and give you some of the top tips and pitfalls that we see in our daily job and give you some information to help you think about how you might navigate those things moving forward um, with your new build or renovation project. So let's get into it. Hearthstone Legal presents a real talk of the good, the bad and everything in between. For all things business and construction law, whether it's navigating a dispute, the QBCC or guidance on a contract, we give you a rundown of some of the do's and the don'ts. These are digestible chats on topics that you might hear in our office of an afternoon. Daunting? Not anymore. Here's Law Clarified. Okay, hi. Hi, Kelly. Hi. Hi, Marty. Hi, back for episode two. Back for episode two. <laughs> so, in the last episode, we gave some people, I guess, some high-level things to think about when they're considering building or renovating. Today, I want to move forward to the, you've actually got a contract. There's a contract. There's, you've, you're have you happy with your builder. You've checked them out. You want to move forward with this exciting new relationship. Um you've settled on some things in terms of your build or your reno project and now you've got the contract. Yeah, they,
1: the builder sends you your contract. Yeah.
0: It can be a bit scary. It can be very scary. The contracts are long. They are. <laughs> and sometimes they use a lot of words and terms that are that can be confusing. Yeah, especially if you've never built or renovated before. Yeah. It, it, it it has its own language. And it's overwhelming to have to sit down and read a 30-page page contract. Yeah, very overwhelming. Um, should clients just sign that? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be right. It'll it be right. Uh, s-
1: sign it without reading it if you're willing to spend a lot of money on lawyers. Yeah. If you've got the budget for lawyers,
0: just, yeah. just sign it blindly. Just go. Just jump on in. Just jump in. Please don't. Please don't. We don't recommend that. Please, re- please read it. Yes. And even better, please take the time to get a pre-contract advice. Yes. It's a little bit of money.
1: From it's a, a lawyer, l- you mean. From a
0: lawyer. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, not from your mate who has read a couple of contracts before, from a lawyer who is a construction lawyer because construction contracts are quite specific Mm. it's not just your everyday contract it's quite specific there's a lot of legislation that works around it Um, there are things that are very particular to construction contracts we at hearthstone legal and i'm sure a lot of other firms do this as well but we do offer a fixed fee pre-contract advice to people so that they understand what to expect before they sign the contract, what they should look out for, what they should be aware of, what to expect during the project and then what happens when the work is done. Mm -hmm. Um, And some people, we get it, budgets are tight, you know, you don't necessarily want to or you don't think you need to spend money on a lawyer but I can tell you from my experience and I'm sure you're the same, Kelly, you've been doing this for a long time, being informed at the start arms you with the information that you need as an owner moving forward so that you have eyes wide open about what's going to happen in this project. Yes, exactly. And where shit can go horribly wrong.
1: Yeah, where the where the pain points potentially might
0: be. And how to deal with those pain and, points. And what to happen, what to do if something happens yes. that you're not expecting. Yeah. And um, it's not a short contract advice. It's, no. it's in excess of 10 pages. Our, our contract advices are, pre-contract
1: advices are quite yep. in, which, involved.
0: I don't which know. quite ironically <laughs> is quite long <laughs> and we're saying to people, oh, you're having difficulty understanding or you want to better understand your 30-page contract. Let us give you another 10 pages. <laughs>
1: I think we do a really good job though if I can say so myself. Of course. At breaking down those really complicated building terms and clauses and explaining them in a way that actually makes sense. Yes, in normal language. In normal language. In that way, we're kind of your interpreter, yeah. your contract interpreter. Yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> absolutely. So um, some of the things I think that can really go wrong is people don't... Focus on the importance of getting things in writing. Mm,
1: yes. Well, that was a big groan. Yeah. Well,
0: <laughs> it's true, right? It's very true. It's part of the problem. It's part of the miscommunications that we see. Yeah. It. It. It really is. And you know,
1: I, I'm. I'm hoping this doesn't sound, like I'm really resigned and cynical. It, it's not meant to, but. Gone are the days where you can just have a conversation and shake someone's hand on Mm -hmm. something. Those ways of doing business and reaching agreement are gone. Long gone. Long gone. Someone can shake your hand and turn around and do something completely different. But if you haven't captured those negotiations or those agreements in some kind of written form, even if it's just an email... Mm -hmm. You're in a your-word-against-their-word situation. That's expensive to resolve. It really <laughs> is.
0: Potentially. Be- yeah, because time passes. You've both had a hundred other conversations since then. And then you have to go back to this one moment in time where you had a conversation about a window or a kitchen bench or… Or a frame. Something. Or anything. Something. That's right. And your recollection of that conversation… Might not be as good as you think it is, exactly. the builder might have promised something or you, or you heard a promise about something. all of a sudden it hasn't happened. well, it's going to cause an issue. It,
1: yeah, potentially. yeah, a very expensive, time consuming yes issue.
0: and one of the things that we see, particularly around not getting things in writing. Is issues with variations in building work. Mm, Variations, yep. Yeah. Um, So, we talked a little bit briefly in the first episode about fixed price contracts. Yep. And most contracts have a fixed price component. Mm. There are then things that can change the price of that contract. One of them is variations. Yes. Because you decide, I don't want that thing. I saw this other thing on Instagram and it's way more beautiful. Or I'm
1: watching the block and I'm really liking that wallpaper. (laughs) (laughs) Or I saw this
0: amazing bath and I've got to have it. I've got to have that bath. That's a variation. Yeah, yeah. And that's more than likely going to increase the cost of your contract price. More than likely. Yeah. But it's cool if I just ask the builder, oh, can you get that lion claw bath instead of that other bath? And the builder says, yes, that's cool, right? Please
1: get it in writing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, get it in writing. Get it in writing. And it's actually, in Queensland, it's actually a legal requirement that variations are in writing yeah. and signed by both parties yeah. and, and agreed upon within certain timeframes.
0: And it's so important. There's even standard forms that can be completed that go with each particular contract to make sure that everyone complies with yeah, that. Yeah,
1: that, that's how important it is. Mm. To get variations in writing, get yeah. them signed, get them agreed yep. before the work is done. Yes. The only exception being, of course, if something urgently needs to be done. But if it's super urgent, even in those scenarios, text messages, mm-hmm. emails, a written record of some
0: kind is Absolutely imperative. Yes, it's better than an oral conversation. It's better
1: than a conversation in the heat of some urgent situation that gets resolved and then forgotten. And Mm. then you get a bill for five or ten grand and you go, What?
0: Yeah, yeah. Especially as an owner, if you have a budget and you have a builder who may not be great at paperwork, you're having conversations, yep, let's do this instead, let's change that. And you think, Oh, oh, this just, just seems to be happening. This is great. And then you get partway through the build, you get to a progress stage and you receive an invoice that has all of these extra costs on it that mm. were never discussed with you mm. and you've never signed off on, guess what? You're going to get yeah. into a fight. Yeah. It's going to cause an issue. Yeah. And also as a homeowner, I think you want to have certainty about those things. Oh, I, would. Mm. I
1: would. I would. I'm not a risk taker. Yeah. I want to know. <laughs> I want to know things like what's this going to cost me? When's it going to be done? Yes. How is this decision going to impact
0: the project? The project. Yeah. And for those listeners who listened to our Toolbox Tuesdays series, we had 10 building commandments mm. um, and two of them related to variations which was get them in writing and get them signed. Mm-hmm. It's a very important Another thing, Kel, we talked about in the first episode was having some expectations around Mm -hmm. when is my job going to be finished? And the majority of contracts either have a date for practical completion or they have a method of calculation for that date for practical completion. But sometimes stuff happens. Yeah, things happen. Sometimes there's delay with getting the tiles that you want because they're coming from Italy. Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, Uh, There could be... Delays in time, as you mentioned. If you're building or renovating in Queensland summer, cyclones, storms can come through. Yep. Wet weather delays are very common. And complicated. And complicated. And they're not events that the builder can foresee mm-hmm. when the contract is signed. So, these are events that could impact the time it takes for the build or the renovation to be completed. And the contracts will have a process that the builder needs to follow to claim an extension of time, Mm. an extension of the time to complete the project. And owners need to be aware of the circumstances in which the builder can lawfully and rightfully make those requests. Absolutely. And how they make those requests.
0: Yes. There's two really important elements, isn't there? There's Mm. the basis upon which that request can be made, Mm -hmm. and as an owner, you should – Absolutely read through those. Make sure you understand if what they you've are. read your contract, the contract will tell you. And the second thing is how the builder makes that claim for an extension of time and what you as an owner are required to do in considering it. Exactly. And what the and, consequences and the, of that are. And the
1: timeframes to resolve that and the consequences if there is or isn't an agreement mm. about an extension.
0: I think one of the things we're seeing is – Because of the lay of the land in the industry at the moment, um, it's not just a lack of or or a delay in supply of materials. It's also a delay in actually getting labour.
1: Labour. Labour shortages. Um, And a
0: lot of people, I think, just expect, well, my house is getting built, there should be people there doing it. But those people who are subcontractors, carpenters, tilers, plumbers, um, those people sometimes aren't available. Yes. And and what do you do in that situation, Kel?
1: Well, you could scream at your builder about it. Yeah. You know, and (laughs) complain furiously about not having your materials or your, you know, guys on site. Cause a big drama. It's probably not going to be the best way to approach the situation.
0: but the most constructive way to communicate (laughs) your frustration. (laughs) Not if you want
1: to avoid... (laughs) <laughs> a dispute, a formal dispute. Exactly. Perhaps I can recommend this. <laughs> yes, a more sensible approach. <laughs> well, yeah, yes. My recommendation would be if you are receiving requests for extensions from your builder and you're worried about it, like if you're receiving an extension, for example, for wet weather and it hasn't been wet...
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Or you know, you've received a couple of requests for an extension because of material or labor shortages. If you're worried about it, talk to a lawyer about it. Talk to a lawyer about it and come up with a plan for how to navigate through that issue. Mm. Um, and we would we, we would be more than happy to have a conversation with somebody to work out a plan for navigating that through to avoid a miscommunication or a misunderstanding so that the project can move forward and finish. And I'd much rather that for somebody than to scream at their builder or or just sit with that worry. Yes. Take action, seek legal advice, have a conversation, come up with a plan, work out where you stand legally under the contract and get some advice about that and... I I'm certain that with some guidance with some advice you can navigate through mm, that and yeah. finish the project so that you are moving in to your new home or your renovated home and it works out. Yes, works out well.
0: Yes, and that's where lawyers can be really helpful. Not Re- all lawyering is about Going into court and yelling out, object. Shaking your fist. Shaking your fist. (laughs) Although
1: we're very good at it. We do,
0: yeah. This is a podcast,
1: but I'm literally shaking my (laughs) fist. (laughs) Um, No one can see that. And and
0: just going off the extension of time, if you're worried about it, if you drive past your site routinely a couple of times a week to just, you know, check the progress, nothing's happening, no one's on site, nothing's changed – you've made some inquiries with your builder and you're not getting any responses and you are getting concerned, again, as Kelly mentioned, pick up the phone. Mm. Give your lawyer, a lawyer, us, us. a call <laughs> um, and just talk through that concern because the thing that we find and we this is something that we also say a lot in our podcast and we'll say many times is get advice early mm. Don't bury your head in the sand. Don't send emails that get progressively angrier and angrier. If you have a genuine concern, even if you think that it might be a silly question, just pick up the phone and talk to someone. Because getting that advice early, getting armed with some information about what your options are, will make things less difficult.
1: Yeah, and I said this before, but I'll, I'll say it again. Lawyers can help you come up with a plan. It doesn't mean that lawyers all of a sudden start writing aggressive letters, Mm. uh, you know, I mean, that could be a strategy. But you could go to a lawyer and just talk through a plan, have some clear steps. If they need to draft something for you or communicate something for you, the pros and cons of doing that will be discussed and worked out. But most times after a conversation or two with a lawyer – Things will get worked out if it's worked out early. Yes. Before things escalate to what I call the point of no return. Yes. Where the relationship or the communication is just broken down to a point where there is no return. Yeah. And where you're going… Is the tribunal or the courts.
0: Absolutely. And then we will be doing the... And then we will
1: be shaking our fists yeah. and sending aggressive letters. That's right. No, we won't. Or maybe. maybe. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but only on a Friday afternoon. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best time to send them.
0: So take action early. That's the message that we've taken from that portion of the discussion. I want to loop back, Kel... One of the things that we cover extensively in our pre-contract advice um, is variations. And we've talked mm. about that a little bit in the first episode, a little bit in this episode. You have a fixed price contract. There are what what is termed prime cost or provisional sum items in that contract. Now, some contracts don't have them. Mm. Some contracts have a lot of them. Mm. Some contracts have a few. Depends which contract you your builder prefer, prefers to use. And what sort of packages they offer. I know lots of builders offer, um, you know, all-inclusive packages. Yeah. Turnkey. Turnkey the, packages. You might have heard the
1: term turnkey. You know. That is literally what it means. They build your house, you turn the key. That's yep. right. Yep.
0: We're, we're chucking in some platinum package or something mm-hmm. like that that has a fancy name and you get the choice of ducted air conditioning or, I don't know, heated towel rails or some, <laughs> something. There's, you know, things that get put into the package. <clears throat> but often even in those packages, and I come back to my absolute favourite example, which is tiles, Tiles. the tiles, the the fixtures and fittings, whatever they might be, they might be from a particular range. Mm -hmm. Um, You might not like anything in that particular range and that's okay, but if your tiles and your fixtures and fittings are a prime cost or a provisional sum item – and let's say there's an allowance of $10,000 for those things and you go into the tile shop when you're making your selections and you fall in love with this beautiful etched Italian tile that some shirtless stonemason has created. <laughs> that sounds really dreamy. <laughs> I want some of those tiles. And, and you just <laughs> you just can't live without these tiles in your bathroom so you can have this beautiful dream while you're relaxing in the bath. You need to understand that that's probably going to cost you some extra. Yeah,
1: premium tiles will cost you more potentially than what the builder has costed or provided for. That's right. In the contract.
0: And there's a mechanism in the contract to allow for increases in those costs, which mean you, homeowner, you're going to have to pay for that. You have to pay for them. But if you decide, you know what, I don't need that fancy gold-plated tap. I I just really like this plain silver tap. Mm-hmm then you might also be entitled to a credit back. Yeah. It's not going to cost $1,000. It's only going to cost 200 because mm-hmm. you got it from, you know, on sale. Mm. Great. There, there's a mechanism to credit back under the contract as well. Mm. Yep. Those things, and, and I talked about this, you might recall, in our Toolbox Tuesdays series from mm. a builder's perspective. But from an owner's perspective, it's really important to remember or to be aware of the fact that – a change, and I'm using the word change very purposely, a change in the cost of a prime cost of provisional sum item, tiles, you know. Carpets. and Carpets. Anything. Another example. Whether it's up or down, that is just an adjustment to the contract that happens. If it goes over because you pick something more expensive, you don't get to get into an argy-bargy about that. It is what it is. You choose it, you pay for it. Absolutely completely different to a variation. Mm -hmm. And it's a really important distinction. I know Mm -hmm. some builders often present to their clients, excuse me, a a, a change in a prime cost or provisional sum item or allowance as a variation. That's really confusing. It is. And as a homeowner, we really encourage you to understand what the difference is and be really clear about what is an actual variation to your contract, Mm -hmm. And are you liable to pay for it? Mm. And an adjustment really, Mm. an adjustment because you've made a choice that's either given you some money back or is going to cost you a little bit extra, Mm. can be really uh, – it's a bit unclear sometimes I think. It is
1: and I I might be oversimplifying this concept of variations versus prime cost and provisional sum items a bit too simply but sometimes the way I think of it in my head is there's a difference – a variation, in my mind, is a change to the scope of the project. Mm. So, it's extra work or work being taken out of the scope of the project. Yep. That's a variation. Yep. Um, and an example uh, might be um, maybe your original contract didn't provide for the construction of gardens mm-hmm. um, or driveways. Um on your new home yep. and some some builders, some owners like to do that work themselves mm. through other trades at the end. Um, but during the course of the build, maybe as a homeowner you decide, you know, yeah, I actually do want some gardens and builder, can you do that? Mm. Uh, and the builder will say, yes, I can. That's a variation because mm. it's extra work beyond what I originally scoped in my contract versus a prime cost or provisional sum item where – Tiles and carpet are very common examples of that. Your contract to build or renovate your home may all, always say that the builder's going to tile your bathroom yep. and your kitchen. Yep. Um, but what he can't cost at the start of the project is based on what you choose. Mm. That's a selection that comes at that particular point in the build. Exactly. Um, and that is um, the prime cost or the provision that's made. There's a provision made for... A thousand square metres of tiling. The actual cost of that, though, is worked out when you choose the actual tile mm. that you want used. So that's how I kind of try and work out the difference yeah. in and, my mind. And
0: can I say, oh, that's a really excellent way to think about it. I don't think it's over, oversimplifying it. Oh, good. Phew. Because I think <laughs> as lawyers, really, it's our job to make things straightforward and understandable. Mm. We could spend pages and pages writing about the complexities of of these sorts of things and we could chuck in some Latin and use big words, but who's going to understand <laughs> Inter-Alyal. that? alia Oh my gosh, <laughs> it's so unnecessary. When we talk to people, we want to explain things in a way that is practical and understandable. Mm. And that example is fantastic. That that's a really just straightforward, sensible way to look at it. You can understand it. It mm. makes sense. Okay, cool. I, I now get it. I get it. And that's really important. That's what we try to do in our contract advices is really just bring it back to normal concepts that are understandable and, and clear. Mm. Yeah. 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 So, no, I I really like that example. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> so, I think really... Um, we've covered a lot. We've covered a lot. In this episode. We have. Lots of tips. A- and the pitfalls, the pressure points, mm. where things can go wrong, how you can plan to not necessarily avoid those things because sometimes they're unavoidable, but to know how to deal with them if they come up. And as always... Get advice early. Mm. No question is a stupid question. If you have a concern, trust your instincts, have a chat with someone, pick up the phone to us, see what your options are. You might not need us, you might. Either way, at least we know that you're armed with the information that you need.
1: Mm. Getting legal advice early I think is probably the best piece of advice that we could give Yes. <laughs> in yes. this environment. Absolutely,
0: yeah. yep. Okay, well, that's episode two done. Episode two done. How exciting. Very exciting. All right, well, I will look forward to seeing everyone on episode three where we dive into (gasps) the QBCC. The Queensland Building
1: (laughs) and Construction Commission. Let's talk about the regulator.
0: Yeah, that's a really good idea. Awesome. All right, we'll see you next time. Okay, bye. Bye.